Yo, yo. What's good, Kia? <laughs> Episode four, content queen. Welcome back, you guys. Yo, we here. We here, finally. Episode four. It was a struggle. First of all, this is our second time <laughs> record, attempting to record. We had some tech issues. Even content queens have tech issues. We did. We tried to do the most, ended up with the least. So we're back recording in person. Back to basics. Back to basics. Like when you try to do the most, you end up with the least. Like, just carry it. Keep it simple. And um, shout out to all the content kings and queens and everybody else in the content kingdom. We want to make sure that we're being inclusive to the non-binary, gender non-conforming community. I think I got that right. I think so. Shout out, shout out to Janicia. She brought that to our attention. So we don't know everything, but we want to make sure we're being inclusive with our language. So moving forward, this is the content kingdom yes and if y'all ever have any suggestions or you know any any con- concerns about any language that you that we're using please feel free to email us dm us hit us on twitter like we're really open and receptive to that we don't know everything and we're open to learning so what's up what's new what's new you know i did my little adidas collab and, uh, shout out to her i got okay. me a little sweatshirt <laughs> you know i had to look i had to give you give you a little something something um, but yeah, that's what I did this past week. That was like so much fun. Like the last two weeks have been like amazing. Because I'm, I'm definitely wanting to get more into design and collaboration outside of just social media stuff. So this is like the first step in that direction. And you stepped behind the camera. I saw you get, getting your little photography on. Listen, that you brought up an interesting point. Um, Ty Dolla Sign actually has a new album called featuring Ty Dolla Sign. And you all... Ooh. Yeah, it's really it's really dope. But we all know Ty Dolla Sign has an ability to like really elevate somebody else's song, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in the beginning, the intro, there's like somebody giving him encouraging words, like "Yo, you're you're dope. You know, you can sing, you can rap, you can write, you can produce, you can mix and master. It's time the world kind of like sees who you are." And that that kind of like brings up like what makes a good content creator you know a good artist does all those things but mm-hmm. a good content creator you're a videographer you're a photographer you're a stylist you're art and creative director you're a model you're a media personality so i think that's the goal for creating con- or being a content creator mm-hmm. is to be great at all of those things so yeah. when we talk about skills those are skills yeah so what skill as a content creator is something that you want to hone in on or get better at yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think Prince Prince said it the best. Like, yo, just because you can get on a stage and pre- perform does not mean you're a musician. Mm. And just because you can step in front of a camera and have a picture taken of you does not mean that you're a content creator. Like, there's so much that goes can into it. Can we talk about it? So also, what's what's the skill that you kind of want to get better at as a content creator? Uh, editing. I'm horrible at editing. It, it's, it's really overwhelming for me. And I think that because I'm good at so many things that when I step to something that I'm not good at or I'm not familiar with, it kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Just, just like this podcasting thing. We were like, we're not used to being novice. It's been so long since we were a novice at something yes. that we were trying to do too much too soon <laughs> instead of just like, yo, get back to the basics and get back to being a learner. And just like, I think that's exciting, like learning something new when we go back into like hobbies and things like that one thing i want to get better at is definitely i would say like more graphic design stuff mm. also editing photo editing on the computer like photoshop and illustrator same same yeah. and directing like i really love video and not necessarily me in front of the video but i love just like 
putting together a mood and a feeling with video and so directing. I, I actually spoke to a friend this morning about screenwriting. I have oh, an idea dope. for a film. He's going to write it for me. Why are you not writing? I mean, you're an amazing writer. He's a screenwriter. Okay. So we're going to co-write it. Like he knows about the structure of film. Okay. I can tell a story, but I don't know how to write a script. And I could learn, but I'm like, I could lean on somebody who that's their specialty. Definitely, definitely. Outsource. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's the thing. As a content creator, it's you need to know how to do all these things so it's easier to delegate these tasks and you know what looks good. It's just better, yes. a better way to kind of convey your vision. Mm -hmm. Like if you know how to do it, you know, just do this and do, 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 do with the editing and stuff. So you do these things so you get to a point to where you can streamline them so you can just better just direct yep. pretty much. Yep. We get a lot of questions, I noticed, about having guests on our yes. podcast. Yep. So I was like, we're, this is the first season. Yeah. So we kind of like wanted to do things ourselves. We want y'all to know who we are, right. how, where we stand, how we talk, how we vibe. We're going to have guests. We're going to have guests. And so when we talk about guests, like who's like a dream guest for you? Oh, a dream guest? Brittany Hennessy. Okay. I feel like she's so knowledgeable and like even following her on Instagram, tuning into her lives, she has so much knowledge that I don't even know. And I'm just like, oh, sis, drop drop some more gems. What's up? What's new? I would probably say Issa Rae. Okay. She is a content queen Absolutely. for sure, for sure. So our last episode, if y'all listened, we, we asked a couple polls on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Kia talked about how she would not date anyone with a large social media following. Yep. Um, so we asked you guys what y'all thought about that. Would y'all date somebody with a large following or nah? And on Instagram, 65% of you said, yep, no problem. And 35% said, nah, sis. And on Twitter, 56% said yes and 44% said nah. Oh, it's much closer on Twitter. Yeah. I think it just all boils down to just who the person is and yeah. how they conduct themselves on social media. I think, I mean, Same. ideally, I wouldn't want, like I spoke about him, <laughs> but I'm open to it for the right, the right person, of course. Okay. Okay. And then we also asked, um, would you buy and return clothes for a shoot? I briefly talked about how I used to be a stylist and that was something that I did. And 71% of you on Instagram said yes, 29% said nah, girl. Yeah, I would love to start getting like um, like more feedback from the people that say yes or no. Oh. Like actually explanations. I got one mm -hmm. from a no. Uh, she said, I think it's okay for big retailers, but for small businesses and black owned businesses, it's a no. Like don't buy in return. And I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't do that. But like, these, and then we're in COVID season too. I don't think we should be right. returned. There's a lot of retailers that don't accept, accept returns. Fitting rooms are not even open if right. you go to like shopping malls and stuff. So yeah. yeah. This was all, when I used to do this, this yeah. was like four years ago, pre-COVID. Okay. So Instagram, if they don't do anything, they're going to keep giving us these features that we did not ask for. So every week. Every week <laughs> is something new with them. It's hard to keep up. So they introduced a new vanishing mode um, for the DMs. First of all, let's get to what vanish mode is. It's pretty much if you send something via DM after the person sees it, it erases. If they take a screenshot while in vanish mode, you'll be notified. You can swipe up to enter vanish mode and you can swipe up to exit vanish mode. And you can also choose whether you would like to enter vanish mode with a person or not. So is it dope or is it a note for you? No, no, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is this Instagram? Why? But also, 
it just feels real messy to me. It just feels like this is this is the feature you need when you're trying to start some shit, but you don't want to back your shit up. That's what this feels like. This is sneaky links. Right. This <laughs> is messy boots. It's all of the above. And I don't want any parts of anything. Like, why? What is the purpose of this? And it's to be sneaky. Why do I need to know if somebody took a screenshot? Why do I need to enter vanish mode in, in like, anyway? Like, what is a good scenario other than sending nudes? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or saying some shit that you don't have no business saying. Right. Like, that's all. It's messy. Like, I can see it as somebody if they want to curse somebody out and they don't want them to, you know, but they could still take a screenshot of it. And now you're still on the Summer Jam screen. So it's messy. It's messy. a nope. Yeah. So it's a nope for me as well. Uh, cop or drop. Apple, just like Instagram, they keep releasing things nobody asked for <laughs> and things that are not innovative at this point. So they're coming out with an AirPods Max, which is the over the headphones, like headphones over the ears. Um, they're wireless, they're Bluetooth, and they're retailing at five hundred and forty nine US dollars, and I believe it's like seven hundred and something Canadian dollars. Uh, yeah, is it a cop or is it a drop? Okay, so in my ordinary life, it's a drop, but in my podcast life, it's a cop. We got these cords connected to us. Yeah, but how are we going to connect to that? By oh shit we need cords okay yeah nah it's a no <laughs> <laughs> you right i'm trying to reconfigure the whole thing nah it's a, it's a drop so for me it's definitely a drop but if somebody wanted to get it for me for christmas i'm totally here for that and kia got her p.o box in her instagram bio so <laughs> yes. gifts gifts donations donations i'm here for all of that okay what else hot or not what's your hot this week Okay, so I recently tried Talia Wajid. I okay. believe that's how you yeah, pronounce yeah, yeah. it. I tried their curly curl cream. Okay. I used it on freshly washed damp hair. Okay. I twist out the next morning was spectacular. So it is a hot. Okay. Also, Valentino has a new perfume. It smells immaculate. Yeah, it's so good. I don't even know the name of it. It just says Valentino. So the... So okay. they sent me a perfume, but it's been in a box for a minute. I wonder if it's the same one. It's probably the same one. It smells immaculate. Like, I'm not a super fruity person because I believe it's a bit like, you know, teeny bopper-ish. But it has like fruity notes, but it's like some floral in there when it dries down. And I believe, you know, it, it smells different on everyone. But that's my new like everyday scent. It's so good. I'm going to have to try that. Uh, we'll leave in the show notes what it's actually called. Yeah. For y'all. And then um, speaking of Issa Rae, I recently listened to her audiobook for the misleading, misleading adventures of an awkward black girl. I was kind of disappointed. Hmm. I thought it was going to be more of a more in-depth memoir as far as like I stand Issa Rae. She's a Capricorn queen. And um, I thought it would give more insight to how she got to where she is kind of sort of it's more so just like her personal life and her upbringing and her childhood and things like that and her relationships mm -hmm. and you know being an awkward black girl and so unfortunately it's a note for me because you know i'm not an awkward black girl did so. you watch awkward black girl no i didn't oh. i didn't watch that and um i just I'm interested in other people's like perspectives and how they grew up. So I did take some gems or just be not more knowledgeable about, you know, her upbringing and different things she's dealt with. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was, it's a no for no? me. It's okay. a no for me. Okay. So we pass it on that. Yeah. Pat. I mean, you can listen to it, but it like what I went into it 
wanting, I didn't get. Mm. And so it, like I said, it was really no gems as far as like, I'm, I'm sure it def- definitely left room for a, another memoir. That's probably why. Yeah. And so this one was very geared towards her being an awkward black girl, her upbringing, how she dealt with her relationships, her mom, her dad. Uh, like a biography-ish? It was kind of, like, it was funny. And then she's reading it. So that was fun that, you know, she's actually reading. um, And then also, I'm not sure if you remember, like, years ago, there was a a comment about black women and Asian men should date. It originated from her book. So she has, like, a little satirical, is that how you Uh pronounce it? Satirical. (laughs) Satirical part of the book where she's talking about how the black women are the least desirable women. Asian men are the least desirable men and how we should link up. And so I thought that was a bit, yeah, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that part. I mean, but when it came up on, when the book first came out or somehow, some way ended up on a Twitter timeline a couple of years ago and people were just like how they always do take things out of context. If you read the book or listen to the book, you can tell that she was doing it in satire. Okay. But yeah. I could see And then how. she mentioned us having cute little Blasian kids. It was just a bit like. Yeah. A bit much. Yes. Yeah, cringy a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> so that's me. What about you? Let me see. Hot this week. Um, this is an unexpected hot for me because I go in on this brand, y'all, and not in a good way. I am such an advocate for clean beauty. Neutrogena sent me some products mm-hmm. and I tried them. Before I tried them, though, um, I always make sure that the products that I use are EWG verified or at least low on the scale. Mm -hmm. So the EWG is the Environmental Working Group. And basically what they do is they rate products on how safe they are for your skin, how clean they are. So before I tried them, I went and I typed it in and they were some of them were a one or a two, which is really good um, compared to a lot of their products being a 10, which is the worst that it could be. So it was the Hydro Boost uh, line and I actually really enjoyed it. My skin feels hydrated. It's not stripped. It's unscented. Surprise hot for me this week. Surprising. Uh, I surpri- tried it. I like it. You do? I mean, you tried the whole line. Like, they have a body lotion. I, yep. I tried okay. the body lotion, nice. the face wash, um, the moisturizer, and the hyaluronic acid uh, serum. And you said it was a two or three on the scale? It was a one or a two. Ooh. That's yeah. Nice. That's yeah. And then my not... <laughs> I feel bad for this, y'all, but my knot is Vlogmas. I can't keep up. <laughs> I told you not to not to create too high of expectations. Just I do what you can. I had such high hopes, <laughs> y'all. But and the, the thing is, I have filmed every day, but it's the editing at the end of the night. I'm just like, nah, fuck this. I can't. No, it's a no for me. Vlogmas is not for me. Yeah, nah. I mean, if if being a YouTuber is your your everything, if you don't also have brand partnerships and things like that and if it's only you it's it's, different it's it's a lot and you honestly to keep up with it you have to start way ahead of time and film and batch film content that's why i was saying like do vlogs someday and do like throw in like some gift guides or some holiday makeup tutorials or some lookbooks you know and just call it vlogmas yeah to kind of like keep up with the demand but most creators they deal with burnout by like around this point yeah and a lot of people don't start until now so it's just like it's kind of like just make it yours. Yeah, it make was, it work for it's you. Too much. I'm still I'm still uploading weekly, guys. But nah, not that every day. Yeah. This is the season of giving, so we really wanted to touch on ways that creators specifically can give back. 
What tips do you have as far as giving back during this time? Yeah, I personally like to work with group homes. Um, Whenever I'm in L.A., I do a little event where we invite girls from a group home in and we kind of just set up, set it up like a shop. Because what I find is that when people give things to group homes, shelters, you crumble something up and you put it in a bag and then they sift through your crumbled up unwanted things. And it doesn't feel new. It doesn't feel like Christmas. And especially to kids, you know, when you're talking about a group home, they're between 10 and 17 years old. These are young women. Um, So if you're an influencer and you have extra beauty products, um, extra makeup, anything like that, I definitely suggest giving it to a group home. Um, the, The home that I was working with in LA, they told me that the girls each have $40 a month. That's for any beauty or feminine care products. That's tampons, shampoo, conditioner. A box of tampons is $15. Right. And you get 40 a month. So anything that, that, that we have extra that we can give would help greatly. Yes, we'll leave. Um, be sure to leave on our socials different um, group homes that we might find or even shelters or organizations that are accepting donations. Yeah, If I, you guys have any, yeah, definitely like, let, us, let know. us know. If you are a part of any organizations, mm-hmm. if you are a nonprofit, speaking of nonprofit, we have the Influencers Give Back, yes. which is a group of influencers that we're, we actually know here in New York that um, formed a nonprofit where they host giveaways and give back to the less fortunate and also to also to um, nurses and stuff. They, you know, gave back stuff during COVID as well. So I wonder if they're doing anything for the holidays. Definitely probably should reach out to them and see what they're working on yeah. and how we can get involved. Yeah. Um, also, I donate to shelters, um, just my PR stuff throughout the year. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, though. Shelters aren't supposed to give out addresses because of domestic violence mm-hmm. and things like that. But if it's a family shelter, you're able to find their information online and just call them up and see if they're accepting donations, what they're accepting, and how much they're accepting. You also can host giveaways on your channels. Mm-hmm. I know you did like 25 days of giveaways last year. <laughs> it was not happening. Same with Vlogmas. Like I did it every day diligently last year, but it was too much. Yeah, I couldn't. So what would you say is the best way to host giveaways during the holidays as influencers? I think a few. I think maybe doing like five days of giving um, would be really beneficial. It's probably not going to overwhelm you that much. If you have a team or an assistant, you maybe can squeeze in extra days, but it gets to be a lot. Yeah. And then you were like reaching out to brands to, yeah, yeah. I would just go through my PR box, whatever, you know, that you're not using, use that. Yeah. Have like little mystery box giveaways. Yeah. I love, it. I'm doing one at the very end of the year and it's a big ass box, but that's it. Just yeah. one big ass box. Uh, also speaking of giving, what kind of gifts do you suggest for creators? Like mm. as a creator, what would you want or what should new creators get? Mm. We were talking about um, audiobooks. Audible yes. is a great digital gift to get anybody, especially a creator, because we spend so much time, you know, with our hands moving. We really don't carve out enough time to sit down and read. But there is. Yeah viable information that you can get audibly and on audible so many amazing books like my wish list i have like 20 books waiting like i finish a book a week and then i'm on you the like next. audiobooks yeah it depends on the topic what about like, what, does it depend on who's reading too also okay yeah like there was i think it's a bell hooks book okay they have a white man reading it i was like yeah no they don't I, they have a white man reading a bell hooks book the it's all about i'm book. i tried mad. it and i was just like yeah, no. I read also read the reviews before you get the 
you know, you waste okay. the credit. I mean, even though you can return it and get the credit back, but that's what I did first. I went through and I did a sample and I saw people. So it's like, I mean, it's a good book, but why do you have a white man reading? <laughs> okay. Like who the fuck was like, yes, him. That's the one. This makes sense. Who? No. That was a horrible selection. Nah. Like, And most of the books on there have like damn near five stars. This one had like four stars. Oh. So I kind of like knew something was mm. off. But then I started reading the reviews and then I listened to the sample. I was just like, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't hit like it should. It literally make the whole, her whole, I can't even get a word out. identity is, is literally rooted in black feminism and intersectionality. What are we doing with a white man? No. Yeah. Audible, you dropped the ball. Also, Epidemic Sound. I if you guys don't know, that is uh, copyright free music. It comes in super handy for your YouTube videos, your Instagram, TikToks, whatever. Um, yeah. Epidemic Sound, I believe it's like $15 a month. I think it's nine. Nine? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's worth automatic. it. It's automatic. Yeah, yeah I it, have It's it. worth it. It's totally worth it. Skillshare. Of course. Y'all know I love Skillshare. Speaking of, like we were speaking earlier about honing in on skills, getting better. I'm definitely going to be on Skillshare, learning more about Illustrator and Photoshop and anything else. So Skillshare is perfect for content creators. Like anything you want to know, tap into I Skillshare. That. Yeah. What else? Um, Adobe Suite. Yes. That's $50 a month. You need it. You need it. It's everything. It's everything. Just buy somebody that you love a nice yearly subscription to Adobe Suite and you don't have to worry about it. That, that'd be a perfect gift. Perfect. I would. Can, matter of fact, can somebody uh, pay for mine? Right. Uh, Flowdesk. That's what I use for my email subscription services. Okay. I think it's $19.99 a month. I know a lot of people use MailChimp. Okay. I was using MailChimp. It's ugly. It's hard to use. Flowdesk is beautiful, like the layouts. It's just so, it's like the Squarespace of email marketing. Okay. And how, it's 19 I think it's 19 a month. Okay. Um, and how often do you send emails to make it worth it? Weekly. Okay. Yeah. I try to send an email once a week these past couple months. Nah. But normally it's once a week I send out emails. Um, what else? Invoice Home. I don't use Invoice Home anymore. I think it was like $5 a month, but it's just like this amazing little site you go to type in all your invoice stuff. It generates the invoice for you, but then it also keeps track of the invoices. Okay. So you put in like what the net is. If it's net 30, you're getting paid net 60 and it tracks that. And then if it's been net 60 and you haven't marked it as paid, it will send you an email and a reminder nice. like, hey, you ain't been paid for this yet. So nice. then you can then reach out to the brand. If you want a nice free resource, if you type in Google like invoice generator, the first one that pops up, that's what I use for all my invoices. Do you still invoice though? Here and there. Okay. When it's not through my management. Same, same. Um, and then Visco. I pay for Visco yearly. It's $29 What's a year. What's the benefits? Uh, you get access to all of the filters, and then you also get to use the filters on video. I think that if you don't pay for it, you only get access to maybe like 15 filters, and you can't use it on video. Um, but I edit my video like on there as well. All right, let's move on to the question of the week. Mm. Definitely a hot topic. To travel or not to travel, tis the season. I'm, I'm, I feel a little way. Last time Kia felt the way because somebody slid in her DMs talking about why are you talking about sustainability? You got 400 sneakers. <laughs> this year, this week, I'm a little upset because someone slid in my DMs talking about, oh, you traveling? I thought it was a raging pandemic going on. <laughs> Jade. Whoa, sis. Got you all the way together. <laughs> First of all, I went to visit my family. I understand that there's a pandemic going on, I'm but damn. Um, mm. So yeah, it, it poses the question, 
what's up with travel right now? Do we do it? Do we not do it? Is it insensitive and irresponsible to travel? Yeah, but both can be true. Like we need, you need, y'all need a break. Yeah. And I think it's about doing what's best for you. Of course, non-essential travel shouldn't be done because we're in a whole pandemic. COVID is still raging its ugly head. Right. But what if, okay, here's the thing. There are certain countries, first of all, we can't really go anywhere. There's maybe like 30 places we can't even go. But some of those 30 places that we can go, they want us to travel because their economy depends heavily on travel dollars. And they're literally suffering right now because people can't travel. So I feel like if you do it safely, like what does that even mean though, right? Like what is Yeah, what is safe? safely traveling right now? Like I'm sure Shanti thought she was safely traveling, but my girl was on a whole world tour and couldn't do verses on Saturday because she got COVID. Do we believe that? <laughs> do we do you truly believe? Honestly, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not admitting that I got COVID for whatever. I'm gonna be honest. Like that's the worst thing that you can possibly possibly say right now. And you've yeah. been traveling. Like you yeah. were in Africa, you were just in Kenya. Yeah. Living it up. Yeah. And now yeah, you got yeah. COVID. But living it up how? That's the thing. Because when I travel, it's me and Lou. We don't see nobody. We don't talk to nobody. We don't interact with anyone. Even when I went to go see my parents, we had to stay in a separate part of the house before we got our COVID test. My parents wouldn't even touch us, wouldn't even be in a room with us. So once we got our COVID test, then we are around them and them only. Like we didn't see nobody. We didn't. I think it's you're, you can be responsible for yourself, but you can't be responsible for somebody else. You don't know what right. they're doing. And so once again, that just goes back to just your discernment and then just, you know, case by case basis. Like if it's non-essential travel, you know, try to be as cautious as possible. Wear your mask. Yeah. Even I know some of these southern states, they look at you crazy oh, with girl. a mask on. <laughs> yeah. So we want to pose a question to y'all. Travel or not travel? Let yeah. us know. Let us know, please i'm traveling i'm sorry not often i don't and it's crazy my birthday is coming up january 15th once again just in case anybody wants to give me a gift and i'm like what am i going to do for my birthday because it's like i don't know if they're going to shut the country back down you know um the governor of new york just closed indoor dining yep today today so we don't know what travel like there's some rumors as far as like don't travel for the holidays because we don't know if you're going to be able to get back into the city right so, yeah, so everything is kind of like on a standstill right now. But also for our mental health, being right. in, first of all, seasonal depression is real. It's already bad when, when the weather changes. It gets darker earlier. We can't really do much because it's cold outside. And now you COVID. insert COVID. So you truly can't leave your house. I feel like mentally, I need a break. Like, I need a break. We all do. Um, oh, I wanted to bring up, our Spotify. Yeah, one thing that I like about Spotify, say what you will about them, I like that no matter the device that you have, you can subscribe to Spotify for free. Like they have a free version. Yep. It'll run some ads, but it's free. We like free, okay? Yeah. So we, Content Queens, recently got on Spotify and we started making some playlists. The first one that's up there is called Hashtag Create. It's just a, some beats that's perfect for creating. I find that music, I can't live without music. I can't do anything without music, but sometimes words kind of like convolate, yeah. you know, your thoughts and stuff. So I just, you know, curated a nice, peaceful, no words, just vibes, little curated playlist on our Spotify. So definitely follow us on Spotify for more playlists. Yeah. 
It's content queens. Yep. Everywhere. In case you didn't know. <laughs> with the K. Everywhere. All right. So let's get to it. Right now, Christmas is what? 10 days away? Yeah. Christmas 10 days away. Which means my timeline has been nothing but sponsored after content. Sponsored, <laughs> after sponsored, after sponsored, after sponsored, after sponsored. All right. Hashtag ad. Ooh. Hashtag such and such partner. Hashtag such and such affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> enough is enough. But we know this is money season. Yeah. This is hustle season for a lot of creators, mm-hmm. especially when you're first starting out. Like this is where you make your the most money. Yeah. And this is where brands are spending the most money. Like yep. Q4, they leave a lot of their budget for holiday time. Yep. So we really wanted to dive into sponsor content etiquette sponsor content do's and don'ts um a goal for me when creating sponsored content is obviously you know i wanted to just naturally fit into my everyday content so for me i want you to be able to scroll down my feed and not know that it's sponsored until you see that ad Mm -hmm. and i think everybody should adopt that goal i'm just very anti having the product in the first frame like if you can negotiate to maybe do a carousel to like the first frame is your lifestyle, your normal everyday content. And then the next frame is the actual product. Go for that because it's a deterrent. If you see a product, you're, you, you don't care. I'm turned Most off. People, they're turned off and because they, they already seen it three and four times from five other creators. Or maybe they've seen your content and your sponsored content. Five too or, much. Too much at this point. And that also brings up the ratio, the 80-20 rule. 80% non-sponsored, 20% sponsored. Mm-hmm. That means if your if your sponsored content has been upped right now, that means your non-sponsored content also needs to be maxed out right now. And so that looks like posting more than once a day, mm-hmm. twice a day. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't like pr- posting more than three times a day. So I would say twice a day. Let's say you have a sponsored post on Monday. I would do the sponsored post first, and then the non-sponsored second. Yeah, but some brands, you know, they'd be like, for they don't full, want that. Yeah, they want a full 24 hours dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I don't like that. And I will agree to it sometimes. Um, I think for me, I want my audience to get something, to gain something from the sponsored content. Like, right. if I don't feel like you can learn something or this is something that you can actually use, that I actually use, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Specifically with skincare, I am very diligent about using the skincare before I ever post about it, before I ever tell you guys about it. Because the last thing that I want to happen, I mentioned this before, I did an ad with a brand and that shit got recalled. I had broken out. Other people are broken out. I never want that to happen again. So I'm very diligent about making sure that I integrate whatever this product is into my actual life. And I think a lot of, I won't even put it on the creator because a lot of brands will send you some shit on Tuesday and then be like, we need these pictures Wednesday. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know if this works. Like, yo, give me time. And we have to be comfortable with being more vocal about that. Hey, I need more time. Right. It's it's your fault. You waited to the last minute. Give me more time. We're just, I'm just... We're just fortunate enough in this position to be able to, you know, turn down things or, you know, push back because we've been doing it so long. We understand our value and the value that we add to whatever partnerships. And also we want to make sure that our audience is going to find value in it as well. And so sometimes we understand it's not that easy to just say, you know, 
oh, can we get an extension? Or, you know, maybe you're really counting on this money or an extension is going to put you over the limit for the amount of sponsored content, or it's going to start going into some more other content that you already have mm-hmm. scheduled. So how do how would you approach that? I think that goes back to what we talked about last episode. Why are you doing this? What is the purpose behind? Are, is, the, is your purpose just to sell things to people? If that's your purpose, then by all means. But if your purpose is to add value to people's lives, then sometimes you got to take a L yeah. in order to add that value to people's lives. This is a... As much as the industry seems like it's about me, 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 I view this as a service-based industry. What can I do for you? What can I teach you? How can I change you and help you? And if what I'm promoting doesn't do that, then maybe I don't need to be promoting it. Because that goes back into why people even got into doing this. Is it money? Yep. If it's money, it's going to show because it's ad after ad after ad. And then what type of trust are you building with your audience? Exactly. Because like- you're going to build the following and they're not going to buy shit from you. They're not going to buy. They're not going <laughs> to engage. They're not going to swipe up. They're not going to. And then it's just like, what's the purpose? Right. Brands are going to look at you and think you're only a number. You're not giving any they type already of conversion. Right. Like conversion is the future, mm-hmm. especially with things being on lockdown and online shopping going up, in-store shopping going down. Yep. And that whole direct-to-consumer, like brands want to, bigger brands want to tap into that. Yep. They want Put, they want to put their brand directly into your home. And what is the fastest, easiest, most convenient and effective way to do that? Influence and marketing. Yep. Yep. I think that you, you just got to be authentic. I will never forget. I unfollowed this girl too. I'm not going to tell y'all who it was. This was years ago, maybe two or three years ago. A girl who notoriously wears weave. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, do you, sis? But then a girl came out with a Shea Moisture ad talking about, with her weave, but the caption was like, I love using this in my natural hair. And I was just like, wait, what? Why would you even say yes to that? And Shea Moisture, you dead wrong for even approaching this girl with this opportunity. And and I knew it was a numbers game. She had a large following. But I feel like your ROI would have been much better had you reached out to a girl who's 100% natural with a smaller following. Yeah. We look, we, a lot of the times we fault the creator, you know, when they just, you know, Chasing a check. They chasing a check. They trying to feed the streets, give their audience what they want, pay their bills. But it's these brands. They're not really doing their due diligence. They're just, you know, finding whoever they, they can, whoever said the first person to say yes. And, you know, they're dealing with deadlines, too, because most of the time it's an agency. And, yep. then, you know, so it's, a lot. it's blame across the board. <laughs> at this it's point. A lot. OK, so how do you do it right? Like. Like, how do you do sponsored content, right? Aside from naturally integrating the product into your life, making sure that it aligns with your morals and values, like, when should you start shooting it? When should you reach out to brands? How should you reach out to them? How can you come correct to people? I think it's it's a lot easier to integrate when you're in the driver's seat. So when you're actively mm. pitching brands. Okay. Because you already have in your mind how you're going to integrate these products because you're pitching. Mm. And so once again, you're in the driver's seat, it's more of them okaying it. And so when they're approaching you, you're, you know, you kind of like at the will of what they say. Right. And so it goes back to that mission, your purpose and your why, like, why do you want to work with this brand? How can you naturally integrate it into your, your content? And, you know, you got to do some work as well. Like one thing that I do, I have a, a notebook strictly for ideas. So all the ideas that I get, I write it down. And as I start getting sponsored content or, or brands start reaching out to me, if I'm interested, I first look at the idea book. Like what 
how can I naturally integrate this product into my everyday content, into who I am? And I'll look at my ideas and, oh, it'll fit right here. And so before I even say yes, I let the ask the brand, give them my kind of like creative brief or outline, something that I plan to do. And I get the okay and then I can like build off of that. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times we say yes without knowing how we're going to. And once again, a lot of these people at the brands, they're not creatives. Mm -hmm. They're numbers people. They're business people. And so they don't understand that creativity is not something you can turn on and off. You're either in the moment or you're not. So you're, one thing you're not going to do is rush my creative process. And I say that all the time. I need to sit with an idea. And if, if, it's, if it's becoming mental gymnastics to kind of fit it, there's power in saying no. No, it doesn't align. And that's one thing this year has taught me the power of no, like really slowing down and getting super intentional with the things that I do. And so we talk about this pandemic and we talk about how many people lost their lives, how many people, you know, are without a job. That is very much a tragedy. But at the same time, I don't think we should feel bad because we found a silver lining in it. Nah. Well, you know what? My therapist says, and. People have lost their lives. People are suffering and you can still feel joy. You can feel bad for those people, but simultaneously feel good for yourself. Yeah. Cause like the internet will let you make you feel bad mm -hmm. for really celebrating your wins. And yeah, that was, I know we wait to the end of the episode to really talk about like, give our words of advice. That yeah. was my word of advice for this week. Celebrate your small wins too. Yeah. Like my friend Devin always says, all wins matter okay yes <laughs> so this moment this time is just getting to a point of just practicing gratitude and just understanding that acknowledging even the smallest like they got they made my iced coffee perfect this morning yeah put you in a position to receive more absolutely because when you give thanks that's when more more is bestowed upon you um i think for me one way to integrate sponsorships is to just reach out to brands that you already use we are always like looking at whatever oh so and so went, a, went on a trip with these people i'm gonna go on a trip and so and so did this with this brand but you don't even use that thing like open up your cabinet open up your closet and start looking at what you naturally use create content with that stuff and then send that to brands hey i created this youtube video wearing your clothes i just want to send you a link and share it with you that that's like a little ping Remember when you could like poke people on Facebook? Yes. <laughs> That's like a little poke for a brand. Like, yo, look at me. Look what I'm doing over here. And yeah. they pay attention to it. And if they you do, do it um, enough times, you'll get on a gifting list. And then you start posting what they gift you. And then you'll get on a, on a paid list. Yep. And also, even on your stories, like if you use a brand, tag the brand in the yep. stories. And that's, once again, how you get on their radar. Exactly. Maybe not the first time, the second time, the third time. They might hit you and be like, oh, we would love to send you our latest product. That ha you? that happens to me at this at this level. Same. It's I had a so clutch. And that, that's so organic. I love it. I love it, it. too. Because then I'm going to buy that thing. I have a homegirl who... who was posting Califia Farms. Mm -hmm. That's the the almond milk. Girl, she posted them one time and they were like, oh, we want to send, send her a whole case of almond milk. I'm like, damn, I'm why wasn't I, why wasn't I posting almond milk? You got to tag everything. Like, cause then 
it goes back to why we got into doing what we're doing is because we just love to share. Like in the mm-hmm. beginning, that's what it was. It was just like, we love to share. So we're always sharing. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get back to that essence of why influencer, why, why becoming an influencer was a thing to begin with. Mm-hmm. It was because you were sharing things. Like people tapped into your life. They loved everything that you did and everything that you shared. And it was like, what's she going to share today? So yeah, sharing is caring. And that's how you just really give back to your audience because- they want to know. Yeah. You would be surprised. Well, you probably wouldn't be surprised. I'll post something. Like, I'll just be talking. And somebody will be like, yo, that thing in the background. Where did you get that? Your dining room tables. And I'm like, what the fuck did y'all even see that? But, like, people are truly interested. And even if you don't have a large following, people are still interested in what you're doing, what you're wearing, what you're eating. You would be surprised. It's actually sometimes it gets a little bit annoying though. It can. Because like you can't (laughs) keep anything to yourself. Like people want to know everything. And then that goes back to like, why do you even like it? Like I like this because I like this Mm -hmm. or because I don't eat dairy. And so this is why I drink almond milk or this specific almond milk is whatever or bring it back to your childhood. Like everything is so personal. And so people, they want to know where you walk. They want to know all about your style, about your jewelry. You know, you they don't know why you wear those earrings, but they want it. Yeah. It's like, it might be something so personal. Maybe your grandmother used to wear that color, you know? Yep. And so now, you know, it's just, it's very weird. Like people don't want to do the work. And one of my biggest pet peeves is people asking you, where did you get something? And it's tagged right in the photo. Or it's in, listen, <laughs> or it's in the, it's in the caption. People don't read. They don't want to do the work. They do not want to do the work so it's just like at the same time like yes share but sometimes you have to require your audience to at least meet you halfway like yeah come on now y'all gotta do the work i tagged it comb or comb the comments because i'm sure i answered it at least one time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. y'all gotta do the work all right come on meet us halfway please anyway back to sponsored content (laughs) who would you say does sponsored content really well all right so i have two people um, the first one is Tori, editorial. Um, the way that she creates content is unlike anyone I've ever seen. She's quirky. She's funny. She's colorful. She's charismatic. Um, it's just very interesting the way you you guys would just have to see it. Like she'll film her for the longest when I first followed her. I thought she had a twin sister, but she doesn't. What she does is. She creates a video and then puts two of herself together. Okay. So she'll do like an outfit thing and one of her will be wearing one outfit, the other one with the other one, but they're like interacting. It's very interesting what she does. Um, and whenever she has sponsored content, it's literally just her doing her, like being an awkward black girl. Uh, my second person, excuse me, guys, is Stella Simona. Uh, Stella isn't a black woman, but she is a woman of color. She's Bengali, like a darker skinned Bengali woman. And her content is just, when I say aesthetic goals, it is just aesthetic goals. Sponsored, non-sponsored, you can't ever tell because it's always so on point. Dope. I would say um, my first one is Finding Payola. Yes. She's beautiful. And like what I love about her content and her sponsored content specifically is the storytelling aspect of it. Visually, it's beautiful. And then she always finds a way to tap it back into her personally, her personal life and really tells a story. Also, um, Skylar Marche, Mm -hmm. her travel content is out of this world. Next level. Next level. And how she just seamlessly, 
imports brands already into our content, but it's it's brands that already align. Like she did like a Delta Sky Miles account. Yep. Like it, that makes sense. Amex, I think she's Amex mm-hmm. partner. Also, Skylar's twenty three. Right. She. I was gonna say that too. Like this next generation, and but then she's also she's a content creator. She's a digital strategist. She's like you know a marketer. She creates content for other brands. Um, she runs social media accounts for other brands as well. So she's like in this. I would love to get her to be a guest I on think this so. show. Like really tap into like. Her mind and how Skyler, she creates. You listening? Right. <laughs> she definitely listening because she hit me up the other day and brought up Content Queen. So yes, Skyler, we would love to have you on the Content Queens podcast. Yes. So so speaking of sponsorships, one of the questions I get a lot, probably the most, how to negotiate and how to figure out what your rate is. That's a whole episode in itself. I feel like too. Know your worth. Wow. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, we're going to have to make that a whole another episode. Yeah, got to stay tuned. Definitely, yeah. For the tea. How would you decline a partnership? I, I decline them so much. <laughs> I'd be like, that's a blessing. my manager to decline it. That like, too. I always tell my manager no. Well, not always, but when like, it's a no, I tell her no. I'd be like, it doesn't align. But Good. when it's me, I just say that it doesn't align. And oftentimes it doesn't. I mean... Like we said before, these brands don't do their due diligence. I had a beef jerky brand reach out to me. And the money was good, but I was very... I've been vegetarian for 16 years. How did how the fuck y'all even find me? Um, Just, t- you know, I think honesty. Like, why are you honestly declining? Is If it's the money, be honest. Hey, you know, you guys just can't meet me at my rate. And unfortunately, my workload is too much right now to accept anything below my rate. And if it doesn't align, I think honesty is the best key. Like, hey, unfortunately, this doesn't align. I will say include this messaging if it's from an agency. Unfortunately, this brand does not align. However, I would love to partner with you on a different project in the future for a different brand. Yeah, so definitely keep me in the loop for anything moving forward. Appreciate it. Just, you know. Be grateful that they reached out to you. But, you know, just gracefully bow out. Are there any past partnerships that you, you really enjoyed? Past partnerships that I've really enjoyed. Uh, so we just talked about Sakara mm-hmm. last week. I love them. Kia hated them. I love them. I didn't hate them. You didn't hate them. I would eat their food in addition to other things as well. Okay. And if it was seasoned. And if it was seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> so I love Sakara Life. I've been using them for years now. I, I use their supplements. Um, and earlier this year, they reached out. They had never... Um, paid an influencer before i was the first influencer they worked with on a paid basis and it was really fun to create the content because they kind of gave me creative freedom um it was the kind of slow pouring you know aesthetic 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 food um it felt like it it aligned perfectly it wasn't forced and you know the check was nice too love it and they paid that usage because i saw i saw you as an ad yep i'm, I'm all over facebook y'all <laughs> speaking of usage like that's the future when you become we'll definitely talk more about this in a future episode but when you get really really good at content creation brands especially now when they don't they don't have the budget and because you know covid season they start paying you to create content for them. And yeah. so it's it's separate from you posting on your channel. You're pretty much creating the content and the brand is buying it, mm-hmm. buying the usage, buying the ownership from you. And so those types of partnerships are fantastic for best. me. Same. Fantastic. You guys probably seen my ad on YouTube for The Real Real. Yep. 
you see my ad on Adobe channel yep. <laughs> as well. So um, I really enjoy those types of partnerships. But this industry is very transactional. It's very like, you do this for me, here's your money going about your day. I really appreciate long-term partnerships, partnerships to where it's, you know, you're building a relationship where brands take you on the journey. I had this amazing partnership with Pantene last year where they flew us out to their PNG lab in Cleveland. And we got to see how all their products were made, the gold series specifically, how it was made, how it worked on our hair. And I was like blown away that what they don't understand, what people don't understand is that puts the influencers in a better position to properly convey brand messaging. Mm -hmm. So bring us along on a journey, get us edu give us the education that we need to properly convey the messaging. I love that. And it was a long-term partnership. It included, you know, YouTube videos, Instagram posts. I love that for them. And I love that for me because also, my audience is seeing a brand yep. they're familiar with. They've seen it over and over, and they like, oh, okay, you still they talking about this brand? It. Yeah, they're okay. Now I have to try it. A lot of times, people don't realize it's not the first time. The first time you see, if you think about how you interact with ads, it's not the first time you see it. Mm -mm. You'll see it and be like, hmm, that's interesting. You see it again, okay. Third time is when you're probably going to go check it out if yeah. it's something that piques your interest. So, to the brands listening out there, long term partnerships are the future. Long term partnerships are more organic, more relatable, and you know. We love it. I think my overall goal as a content creator is to find maybe four brands a year to work with. Yes. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. That and aligns with each of my, you know, individual interests. So one beauty, one tech, one fashion, one sneakers or something like or travel or somewhere in there. Yeah. And that's Same. perfect. Same. And I, it honestly, like he has said, is better for the brand, even if it's not paid, even if it's just gifting. Because a lot of times a brand will send you a PR package once yep. and that's it. But if you send me something every month, it's likely I'm going to be using it and sharing it every month. Like don't just fall off the radar after one PR package. Right. So what's a brand that you tried through PR that you now love and buy on your own? Huh? I just reach back out to them and be like, hey, I ran out of this. Can really? You? Oh, no, no, no. I'm lying. I'm lying. There is one. Black girl sunscreen. Okay. Because they don't always get back in time when I'm like, hey, do I ran out of this. So I just go ahead and buy it. I can't live without it. I wear it literally every single day. It's the only sunscreen that I will purchase. Mine would be Glow Recipe. I'm sure if I reached out to them, they would send me stuff. But what is they, that? Glow Recipe is a skincare brand. And okay. I believe it's cruelty-free. Oh. Yeah. I like their stuff. And so I... Go out and get it. Also, Ren. Oh, I Ren, love Ren. Ren, I bought their stuff, but then I was t talking about it. So now they send me stuff, but I still buy you it. You still buy it? I still buy it. No. Yeah. I think that's the only one. So I was in a clubhouse room and some woman got on stage and she was basically saying how a brand reached out to her. There was no pay, but she looked on their page and she saw like influencers on there. And, you know, obviously they paid some influencers. But then they weren't paying her. How should she or how should people approach non-paid partnerships? And also, when it gets a little sketchy, especially us as black creators, we see other people getting paid for their time and their content. But you're offering me zilch. Right. So I think uh, the first thing is there's a lot of people who come from this school of don't do anything for free. Nothing. Don't post anything for free. I do not come from that mindset. I come from a styling background, which means that in order to be a full-time stylist, you start out as somebody's intern, then you're an assistant, 
Then you build your own book with your own resources. That means I'm buying the clothes, I'm paying the model, I'm paying the photographer in order to show the world what I can do as a stylist and then I get paid. I feel like influencing is the same. You start out with your own money, your own resources at first. If a brand wants to send you something for free, that is content that you now don't have to go out and buy the clothes, the makeup, whatever for. Now, be mindful. Like, I think that the language should be clear in the email. Hey, this is a gift. There is no responsibility to post. However, it would probably be in your best interest as a content creator to post. Here's why. Once you're building your media kit, which is basically a resume for content creators, you're going to write on there. Let's say the brand is Mac. Mac's like, we want to send you free makeup. Once you start building your media kit, you post for Mac. They sent you some free shit. You can then add that to your media kit. Nobody else that you're sending this to knows that you did that for free. They just see Mac on that resume and that you're asking for $5,000. So they think, well, shit, Mac must have paid her $5,000 too. So we're going to pay her $5,000. Also, a lot of my partnerships that I've gotten this year came from me posting gifted items. And then this year they came back because they saw what I could do and they paid me my rate and then some. Yeah, I think people got the game fucked up. Yeah. You got to like y'all expecting to come in and be on top and making big dollars and doing this full time. Yo, there are levels to this. There is a process mm -hmm. and there's 101 ways to do it. That's why we share our story and we also bring other people in to share their story as well. And it's about finding a process that works for you with trying to get to the top overnight successes. They happen, but look how much time like they end up falling from grace. 15 seconds of fame, 15 right. minutes of fame. Right. And then they fall from grace or they do something stupid. Like you really want to, it's like a, it's literally levels. You have to start somewhere and you'll appreciate it so much more when you finally get to a point to do this full time. If that's your goal. Yep. But if you can just out the gate, you don't, you don't know how you don't appreciate it. And so you might end up going right back down to broke because you don't even know the, the steps to get back there. Yeah. There was a, um, I'm reading a book. It's called the slight edge. Right. And so he was talking about how he was like dead broke. And then he went and got millions, but then he was dead broke again. Mm. And so he was saying like, you're, if you know how to survive you know how to succeed there's a point to where you're failing and then you're surviving and then you're succeeding and so mm. most people once they start succeeding they get comfortable yeah and then they they start going right back down to surviving and then it might go back up but it's just like knowing like once you start getting close to that succeeding point or surviving point knowing to push forward to get to the succeeding point yeah. so we know how it's easy to survive. No, it's not. You don't think it's easier to survive? You surviving now. Nigga, no, this shit ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> like Once you start doing yeah, it, but once yes. you start doing like if you start at zero. You get a groove. So back to your question that the woman asked. You could tell that Kia was not happy with this woman because she called her the woman. This woman Nah, she was a black she was a black woman. I mean, I wasn't it's not that I wasn't happy. It's like I can see where she's coming from because we get so caught up worrying about what everybody else is doing that mm. we're not making sure our ducks is in a row. We're not looking at our content. Maybe our content is not up to par to get paid. Maybe that we part, didn't we didn't put in the work to get paid yet. That part. And also, so I had this actually happen. Uh, my manager, I wanted to work with a brand. I shop at the brand. I've had friends recently work with the brand. Um, one of the friends has over 100K followers. The other one had under 10K. 
and I'm right in the middle at 60K. The brand, we don't have a budget. But meanwhile, y'all steady working with other people. My manager was like, hey, you know what it is or what it could be is that sometimes companies have a tier. So sometimes they say, hey, in, Q in quarter four, we only want to work with influencers that have over 100K. In quarter one, we only want to work with influencers that have under 10K. And if you do not fall within those brackets, then they're not working with you. So sometimes it really doesn't have anything to do with you, your following, your content. It has to do with what the brand is looking for right now. Since we're talking about sponsorships, because one way to find out, you know, who's working on what, how much you're getting paid is to ask other influencers. How you feel about that? Like people coming to you, asking you. Girl, I don't even know you like that. Why are you coming to me? It's different. Okay. But if it's somebody that I, I fuck with, somebody I have a rapport with, like we talk, like if you came to me, like sure. Because we also have to be cautious of the contracts that we sign. Right. You know, sometimes there's a clause in there that says you can't talk about. It's in India. Yeah, you can't talk about what's in this contract. And then, you know, they don't have a way of really pulling your card. But whoever you share that information with, like, oh, well, Vic told me right. that she's making this. And, you know, <laughs> we have similar numbers. Like, right. and I don't put that past anybody because a lot of people are very self-serving mm -hmm. and they don't think about that. Like how you're burning a bridge, potentially ruining a partnership with somebody else and ultimately can possibly get them sued. Yeah. So discretion. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about sharing email addresses? I share them. I'm that friend. I'm not even that friend. I think I'm like, well, Vic gave it to me. <laughs> I all, but I always tell people, don't don't tell them where you got it from. Right. Like, sure. Because honestly, you could look on LinkedIn and find these people's email addresses. It's going to take you an hour and a half. And sis, I would rather just save you that hour and a half and just give it to you. But don't tell these people where you got it from. <laughs> you ain't get it from me. You found it online. You did your due diligence. You did the work. Yes. Okay. Now, sharing numbers, that's something I'm not comfortable with. Again, if it's you or a close friend by all means or if it's someone else that's on the campaign like i've had um someone who was white ask me on a campaign this was maybe two years ago what i got and i got way less than she did and my followers i had a higher follower count um so we kind of talked about that at the time i wasn't represented by management i kind of just went in my room and cried about it wow. but so um, how would you approach that though today Oh, I would tell my manager mm -hmm. today, I would say, hey, you know, this has been brought to my attention. So-and-so received this amount of money. Um, and, and it's funny because sometimes these brands fuck up. Like a brand fucked up the other day and sent my manager somebody else's contract. And so we saw what her rate was. Um, but I will say the girl had probably 2.5 times the amount of following that I had. Okay. She was white, um, but I was only getting paid $1,000 less than her. Okay. Oh. Right. Now, had it been the other way around, she probably would have been really upset. Right. Um, but br y'all, brands got to be careful. They have to. And what do you think about the influencer pay gap? I, you know, if you guys aren't familiar, that is a Instagram page that posts pay pretty much from influencers from different campaigns, and they they list like their their age and their race and their, demogra their demographic. Sometimes they list what the brand is, right. how much they were offered or paid. Right. I think it's a good resource, a good starting resource, um, but it's all over the place. Like it this, is. when people talk about money, like what's the standard? There is no standard. It's what you negotiate, okay? Yep. Yeah, it really is. And I think that page really drove home that point for me. Like, oh shit, there's people out here that have 4,000 followers and they're getting $10,000 for one Instagram post. Like what? I also saw something on there. It was like someone who had 200K and she got like 
five hundred dollars for a post and but I'm, niggas be lying yo we cannot hold this as true i mean grain of salt i would say grain of okay. salt grain of salt and i think that's a uk based page yeah yeah, yeah well. it is and it so is. they're dealing majority dealing with uk influencers and i just feel like a lot of the time there is u.s influencers get paid less than uk influencers you think i do i don't i think because it's in a it's in a like it's like if a UK based company reached out to us, okay. I'm sure they would pay us more because they're reaching a different audience. I have I know someone who she's from the UK, but mm-hmm. she lived in America for a while. When COVID hit, she moved back to UK. She literally is moving back to the US because her partnerships were cut in half wow. because she was in the UK. So I don't know. I don't know. Everything is like up in the air, but definitely do not use these pages. Don't use what no. people say as law. Mm-mm. Even if you ask somebody, I would just take it for what it is. Lie. People lie. Speaking of, like, people are doing hashtag ad, and it's not an ad. Oh, that sis. Is a, that is, that's a thing. That is a thing. You know why? Because it's a status thing. People want you to think that they're, they're being paid yep. for this. That's wild. It's weird. That is weird as hell. Because on the flip side, I hate when I have to put ad. I don't want to put it. But that is good. That's strategic. Yeah. That's very strategic. But some of them have been called out. Like these brands have been sliding in their DMs. Yeah. Talking about, I think I read this on uh, Diet Prada. Like brands are sliding in DMs. Like, hey, can you please remove the ad? We did not pay you for this. Because that's misrepresentation. What if you say something wrong and now the brand's in trouble because you put hashtag ad? We ain't pay you. We We don't even know you. The influencer game is like the crack game at this point. You know, <laughs> people are losing their marbles. <laughs> Yo, this is, yeah. It's wild. The internet. It's hard out is here. It's the wild, wild west. Okay. <laughs> Please take everything as a grain of salt. Speaking of partnerships, I want to speak about a partnership that I saw this week that I thought was super, super dope. So Colin Kaepernick and Ben and Jerry's are teaming up to come out with a flavor. It's not dairies. I was like, ew. Hey. but it's called change the world oh nice and um a portion of the proceeds will be going to colin kaepernick's your rights camp which is his nonprofit organization i thought that was really really dope ben and jerry's they're are, always on it they're top tier they get it Let's get into some of these these questions. We got some voice notes, don't we? We do. All right, so our first question is from It's Jared Patrick. Let's listen. Hey, guys and queens. It's Jared Patrick here. First of all, I want to start off by saying you guys' podcast has been so impactful and powerful. I love you guys and the work that you, um, Kia and Vic, you guys are doing. Um, I feel like I know you guys and I really don't. Um, but I've been supporting um, definitely Kia for a minute. I've been following your um, YouTube channel for a while and um, follow your whole journey to where you are right now. And Vic, I've um, loved and I just discovered you through Kia and I think you guys are doing such an amazing job and keep up the good work. Um, I do have a question. Um, I am a upcoming YouTuber. I am a professional photographer by trade. But I wanted to know from you guys as female content creators and influencers, um, what would you like to see from a male, specifically a male gay YouTuber? What type of content would you like to see from me? Painting videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. He is a troll. <laughs> no, nope. 
What is your niche? He said he's a photographer. By trade. But By he trade. say that's what he's going to do on his YouTube channel. But he asking us what he wants us to do. I think that photography tips would be incredible. Um, also, photographer etiquette, especially coming from a gay male. Like, and maybe you could talk to some of these straight males about how to be professional with a straight woman during a photo shoot. Let's talk about it. Like, there are so many horror stories about, yo, this dude hit me up to shoot and then it turned into something else. Or he Yeah, and then he's in you texting you all hours of the night and, you know... That's like, I love working with women, yo, because you don't too. have to deal with that. Like, if I can just work with women for the rest of my life, I want to. Because when you're an attractive woman, you don't even have to be an attractive woman. You have a vagina. Men just look at you a different way. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to navigate business when they're all they're thinking about is pleasure and getting in them draws yeah. and sliding them DMs. And he's trying to get the sneaky link. Like, nah. So I, I honestly think that's one that's like maybe one little YouTube video, like a tip for being a professional male photographer. They need that. Right. You also have to think about like your skills. What is what is something different? Like what void or what problem are you solving? If it's photography, see what's not out there. Yeah. I think your perspective is interesting because you're a gay black man. And, you know, I think that's an interesting, you know, approach. But a lot of the times identity we don't want to constantly have to lean on identity like we spoke on last time. Like just yeah. by looking at a, you know, you, you would tell you're black. So you don't have to constantly hone in on being black. But when you talk about your experiences and your perspective, that's a different approach. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Who's mm. next? Who's next? next? Dun, dun. Uh, Malika. Hopefully she's going to say it because um, I apologize if I said your name wrong. Hi, ladies. Um, first off, I just want to say that I am really enjoying the show so far. You guys are super, super dope. And from one creative to two others, I just really appreciate the space that you guys are creating and the knowledge and the gems that y'all are dropping when it comes to, you know, logistics of your, you know, your brand and um, just business and administrative work behind the scenes, you know, things that are not just creative. So I just really appreciate that. Um, my question to you guys is, where do you start when it comes to, um, I guess, figuring out legal things for your brands and for your businesses? Like, I know we all love to do the pretty colors and the fun pictures and different things like that. But where do you start when it comes to actually making sure that your brands and your businesses are legal and um, that you have all that stuff sorted out? Uh, I would really appreciate if you answer that. Yeah. I think that you tackle this just like you would any other small business. Well. Nah, you got to set up an LLC you, or a sole proprietor or a DBA. You don't have, that's the thing. Like, I feel like people are jumping the gun on that. So I was in a clubhouse and I'm always talking about I'm in a clubhouse because yes. I get so much gems from clubhouse. Um, and they had an accountant on stage speaking about the okay. business of being a creative and when you should have an LLC, when you should get an S-corp. And she said, don't worry about an LLC until you're grossing at least 40k a year okay. as a freelancer or small I mean not small business but as a freelancer or influencer mm -hmm. content creator etc so she said don't worry about the the LLC until then I mean obviously you can get it you know if you want but she she just said as far as tax purposes oh yeah, yeah there's yeah. no benefit real benefit until you start making that 40k right right but as far as like legally you know trademarking copywriting your name 
any sort of like slogan that you may have. Um, I would even go so far. The thing is, is that even if you're making, let's say you're making 30K, in order to open a business bank account, you have to have an L, like you have to have an EIN. And so for cash flow purposes, even if not for taxes, I would say go ahead and do it because it starts getting tricky when it's like, what am I spending on the business? What am I spending on myself? Um, I find it easier just to track mm-hmm. when you have a business account. Um, also Mint. Mint is a free uh, resource to where if you sign up for Mint, connect your bank account and they'll like break up all the spending to show how much you're mm-hmm. spending on food, how much you're spending on shopping. So that's a great way, free way to do that as well before you get the, the your business account. Yeah, what else? Um, but tra- trademarks also, like that's another tricky thing because mm-hmm. most people have their names right. as their handles yeah and so trademarking a name is very very tricky yeah so not that not not not, i'm i'm speaking about if you're a brand yes not if you're a content creator because when you're freelance you're considered a sole proprietor um and so you can file just on your own uh the only hassle is that you're getting a instead of one w2 you're getting a bunch of 1099s but in the in the event that somebody was to sue you having an yes. LLC is not going to say if you have 20,000 in your personal account but $10 in your business account they can't come after that 20. Right, they're they going to come, come after the... 10. I mean the likelihood of being sued as a content creator are small but in in this day and age we don't know. Like 2020 has been a wild year so I've could right. pass nothing at this point but you definitely want to make sure all your ducks are in order. Yeah. I would um, even say, uh, you know, an actual email at one, own a web space. Yes. Carve own- out owners. If you don't learn anything from this, <laughs> Dame Dash is my favorite. Like that is another guest that we have to have on this show. Like I'm putting it out, Miss Fury. Like if anybody out there has connections to Dame Dash, I need him on Content Queens. All right. Anyway, ownership is key. Yep. Carve out your space on the internet. Just get a domain name. Squarespace or whatever space, whatever you have, but you need to own it. So that's one and have an, an actual email. email address. Yes. Yeah. Have an email address that is attached to that. I hate gmail.com. when I see so-and-so edgy, even though we're content queens, right? Gmail.com. <laughs> um, but have an actual email address. So when you're pitching to brands, when they're reaching out to you, they can take you serious yeah. because when they see that at Gmail, they're not taking you serious. Um, I would also budget out like write out a list of what you need in order to get this business popping i don't know and and this isn't to say that you need to get this right now but maybe you need a new phone maybe you need a new camera maybe you need a new computer to take it to the next level i would have a list of all of those things that you need sometimes it's it's as simple as separating having a work phone business phone Mm -hmm. work computer personal computer you know work email work email personal email you know having a office space in your apartment as you carve out you know not doing work on the couch is getting in that mentality of mm-hmm. i am a business and so con- conducting yourself as, as if you're getting up and going to work it's just that habit that routine so maybe it's getting up getting dressed drinking your coffee and sitting at the kitchen table like that's your workspace yep. you know just getting in the mindset professionally and you'll i feel like that's how you get in the habit of just being a business and conducting yourself more business wise yeah and and also um do your research learn be knowledgeable there's certain terms in whatever industry you're in that you need to know so that when you're signing contracts when you're looking over brand deals you're familiar with what these terms mean as it affects your work, yourself, your pay, all of that. Also, email signature. Yeah. And no hey, sis. Okay? Mm-mm. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> all right. I think we have time for one more. 
Uh, let's see. Maybe two, because we're going to do Megan Parker, and we didn't do Kimberly. I, we did Megan Parker last time. Oh, so we didn't do Kimberly Parks last time. Right. Okay, so we we got time for one more. Kimberly Parks. Hi, Tintin Queens. My name is Kimberly. I'm from Georgia. My Instagram is Nicole. That's D-K-A-Y-Y, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, um, so that you could put a name with a face. But um, I'm so glad that you guys featured me on your on your um, podcast, and I'm loving what y'all doing. Um, please continue to do it, and do not stop, and go, go, son, as we need this. We need this in our lives for future creators like myself. Um, also, because y'all, like, talk about hashtags and starting from, like, zero like i'm just starting my whole page over i feel like my followers aren't engaged at all so i need to start all the way over so if you could talk about something like that that would be so helpful for me <laughs> thank you love you guys keep doing great I love that y'all be plugging y'all selves on this. I was yes. just about to say, Kate, when you were saying your name, Kia was making a face like, yes, sis. <laughs> Spell that joint out. I, I mean, we here for it. This is a community. Uh, you you have experience with that because you started several pages. Yeah. I'm just reading uh, what her business is. I can't find it. Okay. Honestly, um, starting over is tough like starting a new page in general is tough uh, in this day and age people are tired of following people so it has to be something captivating it has to be filling some sort of void that is not out there um use your own influence your own channel to push and drive people to whatever this new platform is as far as hashtagging goes um the hashtags, hashtagging is such a tricky subject. One, it has to be relevant. I don't want to be searching hashtag Rihanna and I see you in your living room. Like that's not what, you're not going to get any love. I'm not looking for you. So make sure that the hashtag is relevant. Uh, two, you need to make sure that you're hashtagging immediately. You can't go back today and hashtag some shit from three months ago. It's not going to show up in the feed. Um, I It's a pet peeve of mine. When people use their own hashtag, again, nobody's looking for you right now. If you got five followers on Instagram, and that's no shade to you, but you hashtag in the cake maker and nobody even knows that you exist, you could be saving that hashtag for something that's searchable that can get get more eyes on you. Uh, those are just my little tips. Authenticity plus consistency mm -hmm. plus collaboration, honey. Yeah. Yeah. I would partner with other smaller creators and see how like once you start once you got at least a thousand you know yeah try to find somebody that's you know similar niche collaborate with them in some capacity so you guys can kind of like share the following i think what performs really well or used to perform really well was like group pictures group they photos still do. they do like people love group especially of black women yes like groups of black women yo you, would, you got yourself some viral content yep Find, you know, your why again, your your mission, your purpose, figure out who you are, what space, like Vic said, you're carving out in this, inter this internet street and collaborate. Find like-minded people and just collab, collab, collab. Yes. But the most important thing is that your content needs to be captivating because at the end of the day, you're trying to get followers just like the girl who has 100,000 followers is trying to get more followers, just like the person with 10K is trying to get more followers. So your content needs to be great or they're not going to follow yeah i mean we have to always go back to 
content queens. Mm -hmm. Content is queen. So your content, all right, above anything else has to be powerful. Yeah. It has to have a feeling. Like when I look at your photos or whatever it is, it needs to make me feel something. And video is queen right now. So Mm -hmm. really just harboring on video is what I would say. Yep, yep. That's it. All right. We wrapping this up. Wrapping it up, y'all. No more two-hour episodes. (laughs) Black-owned business. Black-owned business of the week. Let me see. Who you got? I have Selfish Swimwear. They're a sustainable and ethical swimwear brand. I believe they're based in in Canada. I'm looking now. I need it. I'm going on vacation. I need a... uh... Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? So mine is Natty Garden. Um... It's a black-owned garden spot in Brooklyn. I It was nice this week, and I have a little outdoor space, and so I'm planning on planting some plants and vegetables in the springtime. I stopped by there. Get some. Yes, they were so the knowledgeable. They had all of the things. Um, and I'm glad that I found them because I could have just gone to Home Depot and bought the stuff, but I went to a black-owned spot. How did you find them? On Google. I Googled black-owned garden. I, believe, I think that's so dope, though. Um, I, I wish more people did research instead yeah. of just going to walmart or target these big box brands like shop mom and pops yeah. shop small businesses they, and the experience is better oftentimes yeah all right uh follow of the week so i found this couple page like they're like literally goals i believe they're based in france but their name I don't like their actual handle name is Messier, but their names are Soraya C and Henry Eck. Okay. Can you pronounce their, their, their name? I don't even, you didn't even spell it. M E S Y E U X S U R. Oh, I don't know. That's a Lou question. I don't know. None about speaking French. Oh, this is great. Look at the aesthetic. Yes. They like, and it's like a true love story. Like you can tell that they put so much work and effort into their content and it's just beautiful. Like their love for one another, it just just shows just through each and every image. They don't even have to be in the picture, but you can just see that it was, it's very thought provoking and a lot of thought went into, you know, the curation of their content. Love it. If I had a couple's page, it would, it would look like this, but in hood. I'm about to change mine to look like this. (laughs) So good. Um, okay. My follow of the week is plant-based princess. Um, she's a follower of mine, but I also follow her. Obviously, uh, she honestly just does these amazing plant-based recipes. Uh, she also started a brand called for the healthy hose. There's, oh. <laughs> there's a cookbook. She got merch. Uh, it's all vegan, all plant-based. Just, it's just really dope to see black women creating food, plant-based food that's flavorful, um, and she seems like she has a lot of fun doing it. Beautiful. Block of the week. I'm blocking Virgil. I'm just tired of his performative activism. Like he created like some masks that said Emmett Till and Freedom Fighter. No, he did He did. I mean, I get it, but I don't. It's just everything that he does is just very performative. I just want him to stick to designing and his collaborations with Nike and Jordan. And I'm gonna keep copping, but other than <laughs> other than that, I just want him to go. Like, just be quiet. Just, just be quiet. Like, sit. we don't we don't need it. Mm-mm. Like, you're like that's not you. But that's not your lane. That's not your lane. Period. It's not even belief. Bro. It's performative. <laughs> like, why do we need a? And then, um, Naomi Nakasaki. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Never pronounce it right? I think so. The tennis player. Yeah. She actually had the mask that says Emmett Till. And like everybody's in the comments like, yes, yes, bring more awareness, yada, yada, yada. I get that. But from Virgil, it's not. It just doesn't come off as genuine with his $50 donation. But where's the money going? I don't know if they're, if, I think he just might have just made the mask. I don't know if. Well, that's, that in and of proceeds. itself is problematic. Like Emmett Till is not Santa Claus. This is not just some character that you, this is an actual person who had actual family. Who Like, where's the money going? Shop performative. That's what I want him to have a shop on the stage. It says shop man, shop woman, shop performative. Oh, does. All right. While you look for that, my block of the week. Yeah, it's not here. So I don't know. My block of the week is like a whole group of thing. I don't even know what to call it. So. I know this happened to you before. It happened to all of us. You go on Instagram, you post your outfit, and then somebody slide in your comments. If you'd like to collaborate, <laughs> if you want to collab with us, please send us a DM. I hate them. I want do you, to do you block. Leave, do you leave the comment? Do you like the comment? You respond. I <laughs> Y'all, I'm so petty. I comment back and I'd be like, nah. <laughs> Yo, go away. Uh, so Go I, away. So on Twitter, we asked, who are we blocking this week? And Marvia said, I didn't block them, but I basically unfollowed any and everybody who doesn't align with where I'm trying to go or who I am. Period. Period. Here for it. I love it. We love it. All right. What's what's uh, the words for the... I gave mine in the beginning of the episode. Oh, you did? I'm stealing mine from you. <laughs> what, what? What is it? <laughs> there is power in saying no. Yes. Say no. That's something that I have not been good at in my life. And this year, specifically these last couple months, I've been like, you know what? No. Do you have any tips for saying no? So. Say it with your chest. Yes. You know what? Actually, when we went to that uh, Cantu thing and that lady made us, not that lady. Um, Thea. Was, yeah. Thea had us do this exercise where we thought of a yes and we shook our head no. And we had to think about and reflect on how that made us feel. But then also we had to think of a no, something that is just hands down fucking no, but then say yes. And so now I've been doing that exercise before I give answers to things. And it's honestly given me so much clarity. Like, no, this doesn't feel good to say no in my mind, but then nod yes. Nah, I'm not doing it. No. Like, be clear with yourself, with what you want and be why. Be real with yourself. Yeah. I think that's it. Yes. People is not being real with themselves. Yeah. And, and it's it hard. It's hard, though, because you got to first know yourself mm-hmm. before you can be real with yourself. What came first, the chicken or the egg? That part. <laughs> <laughs> As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please screenshot us. We love to get the feedback and the love. We're at Content Queens on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. I saw we uploaded yeah. something to YouTube. And- uh, what else? We're taking voice messages. If you want to be on next week's episode, click the link in our bio. It will take you there. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback, please get at us. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Episode five, we're ending the year. Yeah. Let us know if you got any questions. Right. We out of here. Peace. Bye.